Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Mike here. And we're in for another episode of the Life of a Fighter podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, this episode and every episode is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop and our clothing line. You can find out more at lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop, or you can even go to our website and hit the Get Started tab. I'll take you over to another one of our programs. And you can also go to lofclothing.com for our awesome clothing and apparel and all the fun stuff we constantly keep putting out. Without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the road to nationals. So when I'm talking about the road to nationals, I'm specifically talking about for our fighters at Rogue Combat Club and Life of a Fighter um, for the Muay Thai National Tournament in Delaware for the WKA, the World Kickboxing Association. But the reason I'm bringing this up is not just for our combat athletes. So if you're listening and you're just uh, another sport athlete, or you're not even an athlete and you're someone that just has some goals that, and you're, you know, I kind of chunk everybody together as a high performer. So whether it's in the corporate world, you want to be a high performer, whether it's academically, you want to be a high performer in the fitness world, um, in the athletic world, whatever your arena is, you want to be a high performer. To me, there's a lot of similarities and parallels that we can utilize and take advantage of. You can learn from what I think we've implemented with our fighters going to nationals. So the first thing is having a goal with a timeline associated with it. So for example, starting in January of this year of 2019, we knew that we wanted to have two of our fighters, Tyler Hensley and Phil Kratz, going to the national tournament and being able to not only compete, but win their division out and be a national champion at their division. So that was the first thing, setting the goal and having a date and a timeline associated with it. The next step after that is then looking at, okay, how are we gonna get there? So this is kind of the analogy I always like to use. We have a starting point and we have an end point. So if we're a GPS system, we're able to now actually implement the functions and the steps able to get us to our destination. So that's where we have to start with. We have to know where we're starting. So an assessing day and evaling where are we at and then looking at, and that has to be really open and honest as well. You can't bullshit yourself and you can't BS your um, either coaches or if you're the coach, your clientele, your athletes or your, whomever you're working with, you have to be truly honest and transparent. And sometimes it's really hard to do that as an individual. Even myself, it's hard to be you know, my own coach at times when it comes to nutrition or strength training. So that's why I can write my own programs. But what I typically do is I actually have someone from our Life of a Fighter Network writing up my programs, writing up my meal plan. I'm consulting with them, whatever it may be, because I know that they're going to be more um, kind of really transparent and honest and, and hold me accountable to what the truth of it is. And I can't really alter the picture. So that's the same thing with our fighters is we, we really do an honest assessment and then we create a plan and these are the steps that we're going to take. So we know, okay, this is our whole, whether it's we're talking about um, fluidity, speed, strength, 
um, combinations, endurance, whatever the variations are, mental kind of uh, fortitude, what, whatever we have to work on, we know that's what we can address in our upcoming um, timeline. So then we can say, on top of that, cool, I know when I have to perform by this date, which is for most sports, you have a season. So you know your preseason during the regular season and then postseason and championships. For fighters and combat athletes and maybe even in the corporate world, there's no necessarily season to how we have to perform. So sometimes it's kind of helpful to have these timelines and dates that creates a season for yourself. So you can fast forward a year from now and this next year is your season. So how are we going to approach the preseason, the next three months, then a six-month chunk of time, which will be our regular season, and then the last three months will be a buildup to that you know, postseason championship game or whatever have you, nationals. We'll call for this example. And what we've been able to do with our fighters is been able to have them compete in other fights and competitions. So that's, again, another assessing tool and utilize those steps to see where are our holes, where do we need to improve, what have we improved, and how does it look, and then continuously progress from there. So one of the things I like about Rogue Combat Club, and really I think a lot of people can can implement this and other gyms are implementing it that I've seen are successful in coaches, is having a goal wall or just writing down your goals. And this is something I got from Mike Dolce going to a seminar with the Fight Science Institute, um, looking at writing down your goals every single day. So I've been writing down my goals daily, and in the past I've done that, but having five goals specifically that I want to write down and achieve on a daily basis. And I, I thought there was some really awesome mindset to that because if you can knock off five goals on a daily basis that you're hitting, then boom, you're crushing the day. Even if there's one goal out of the five and you're getting one goal done every single day, that's some awesome momentum you're building for yourself to continuously roll into the next day, into the next week, into just how you're going to live your life and the confidence behind it. So that's something I think that we can also take away for the high performers is get your goals, not just a long-term goal a year from now for your season, but also a daily goal, a weekly goal, and a monthly goal that you can continuously progress towards. Because when you ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? Why am I here? You can answer it because I'm hitting this goal for today. I'm hitting this goal for this week and this goal for this month. I actually got that too from David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me in his book um, discussing multiple things, but that specifically was a big takeaway for me is being able to say when you dive into, especially a sea refers to like the depths of hell, the really challenging things of your mind and the things that it's easy for you to want to challenge yourself sitting on the couch comfortable. When you're actually in the gym, in the training situation, in the, the live fire of it, that's where it's really hard and that's where you really question yourself of why am I doing this? Why am I here? And that's where you need to be able to answer with real passion the true why are you here. And the true why has to become easily to answer to. You can't just kind of wish and wash and go back and forth. So that's something that even I've been working with a client of mine trying to get into the Coast Guard of why are you here every single day? We're pushing ourselves to get better, but why? And then being able to utilize that why to continuously push through plateaus and be able to continuously push through to your goals. So that's something, again, for the high performers out there, again, whether it's sports or corporate America or academia or fitness or whatever the situation or environment is, have a why of why you're there and being able to answer it and recite it to yourself, remind yourself, push yourself because of that why. And then the other side is even if you do have a timeline, one thing I thought was kind of valuable to our goal wall is that we have a tangible goal, something that's trackable that we can measure and check off saying, yes, I hit it and have a timeline associated with it and then evaluate throughout. So even if you do hit your goal, sometimes what will happen, not just with high performers, but just people in general, is that when you start to notice you're falling off track, you just write it off saying, all right, well, I'm not going to hit it the goal for the timeline I set. I might as well just stop altogether. The thing I respect about a lot of the people that we write our goals on the wall and in the kind of um, 
follow up to it is even if you're not going to hit that goal on the date you set out, reassess and see why. Like, uh, this is kind of a shout out to Coach Brian at Road Combat Club because I know he had a goal of squatting 405. And I forgot what his timeline was and what date he wanted to buy, but I know when he originally did it, I believe he came up like 20 pounds, right? It was maybe 385. Um, I may be off by a little bit from the numbers and the dates, but he didn't hit that goal. He reassessed, he got with his coach, and they figured out a plan as to, all right, how are we going to hit 405 now? And then guess what? I want to say it was about a month or six weeks later. I might be off. It might have been like three weeks later. I mean, three months later. Um, he, he hit that goal and he was able to check it off. So even though he didn't hit it on that first date, in that first timeline, he was able to reassess and then be able to say, okay, this is what I need to work on to make myself successful for that goal. So kind of bringing it back to the original title of the road to nationals is incorporating all of that. Having our end game goal, assessing what, what is it that's going to get me there? And then also figuring out, okay, what do I need to do on the daily, weekly, and monthly basis to keep myself on track? And then when I am checking in and looking at my goals, did I get there or did I not? It's okay if you don't get there. What's not okay is to quit or to stop and say, well, I didn't hit it on the first try. I'm just going to stop. No, that's not okay. And maybe it is for some of you out there. If you don't want to hit goals, that's fine. But when we're talking about high performers and people that want to hit their goals, you're not always going to hit 100% or hit bat 1,000, as we, we would say in baseball. You're going to come up short from time to time. That's what I, from having a, a background in baseball as a kid and an adolescent teenager coming up into even high school, was that the best of the best are going to hit about 30, 35%. And that's Hall of Fame kind of level career. So, four, no, I'm sorry, 60 to 70% of the time, you're going to fail. And you have to figure out. Why did you fail? How do you keep bouncing back? And I thought that was really interesting from a mental perspective from baseball. Physically, it may not be the most challenging, um, but mentally, the ability to bounce back and have to fail and fail and come back and really try and go back to it, that's one of the most challenging things from baseball that I always took away that I think is important for other high performers to get as well, and even in combat sports. Um, So again, when we look at the road to nationals, it's been setting goals, having a plan, reassessing them, and testing ourselves. You know, for the last um, fight that we had on the local promotion Fight For It here in North Carolina, um, both Tyler Hensley and Phil Kratz, both competing in the national tournament um, in August, were fighting on that card. And, you know, Phil, we were able to get a matchup on, and, and that was great. But he also had some always having adversities through his life and through camp and things that have to come up that you have to overcome, both physically and mentally. But then Tyler, especially, you know, we couldn't get him a, a matchup for the right skill set for Muay Thai, and then we're trying to do maybe K1, and then couldn't get that, and then maybe eight, I want to say eight to ten days out, you know, there's a boxing opportunity that popped up, so he took it, and that's gameness to, to Tyler, and that's something I love about our fighters, is that, you know, again, I don't need the best guys talent-wise, that's great if we do, like, for example, Phil Kratz, probably one of the most talented guys, I, you know, I think I've seen in the gym um, that we've been able to work with here in, in Asheville, but I think more of it is being able to show up, and that's something that even from Alex, I got to give a quick shout out, by the way, to Alex Tyler in Thailand, fighting out of Chiang Mai and Hong Tong Jim. Um, he just got his fourth knockout win in a row in Thailand, four straight knockouts, four straight wins. And you can see he's mentally breaking his opponents in about the second or third round for every fight. You can see he just mentally breaks them. And that's something that I would even dare say that not even dare say, I, I really easily would say that Phil's probably more physically talented than Alex is, but Alex has that intangible heart and mindset that just raised the level of the gym up when he was here that raised and that really all the fighters at the gym have that I think continuously compete is that mental force fortitude and that heart to just keep pushing to no matter what happens you're going to keep moving forward 
So that's something that I really appreciate. And that's what I would recommend to our high performers to kind of look at the, within yourself to see, do you have that ability to keep pushing when things don't go your way? Are you going to keep showing up and remind yourself of what that why is? So again, bringing it back to that road to nationals, the obstacles that come up, gameness to be able to take opportunities that come up potentially last minute. Let's say you're a, a corporate high performer and you have a plan. All right, it's fourth quarter. I got to hit my numbers. Um, how am I going to do it? I'm 20% shy and I only have two weeks to go. And this was my plan. I'm going to have this meeting and this is going to come up and this is how I'm going to get to hundred percent of our, our target goals. But then boom, last minute change, that meeting gets canceled. Now you're going to sit there and bitch and complain and freak out last minute, or are you going to now go back to let's say your lead list or what are you going to do to, to solve that problem? And that's what I think ultimately all the high performers are problem solvers. So at the end of the day, the one thing I think you can get away from this or take away from this podcast is a yes, having goals, but B be a problem solver. And if you can't do it by yourself, get a team around you that can help get a coach, get a bunch of coaches, um, interdisciplinary skill sets, like what we have at life of a fighter. Um, you know, talk to your teams, talk to your, your teammates, and be able to figure out a plan that's going to be able to not only hold you accountable, but allow you to be a problem solver and put up those high-performing variables of setting goals, hitting those goals, if not reassessing, having a plan. And that's exactly it. And I think one more thing I kind of want to add in is, you know, to me, it's not about the perfect plan. I, I talk about this with a lot of even high-level athletes and professional athletes that I work with. It's like, it's great. I could put the perfect plan on paper for you. And this is something I talked about with Kenny Cordova, um, a youth football or we'll call it soccer I'm so used to calling it football with him a youth soccer player that came out of high school that instead of going to college he had an opportunity to go play in college he skipped that and went to South America and actually put himself in a position to compete to become a pro and you know we fast forward two years he's now he's made his pro debut at 20 years old he's a professional athlete hitting his goals but he's had to sacrifice a lot and he's had his ups and downs with injuries or sacrifice or skills or different things and what I would tell him is it's not the perfect plan on paper. It's the perfect plan for you right now. So even though, you know, cause they'll have input from other coaches or other people saying, Hey, well you need to do X, Y, and Z. That may be great. Why that professional got there. Or that coach might've gotten there, but what's the best plan for you right now? What's realistic for you to accomplish now? So even if you Google, I don't know, let's say you're a baseball player and you want to make it to the pros. Even if you Google how to make it to the pros and there's a, a pro baseball player that wrote out his plan on how he did it. That's not what's necessarily going to work for you. So you got to figure out and get with your team and get with a team of coaches. That's not going to put the perfect plan together on paper, but the perfect plan together for you in real life, in real time, and then be constantly able to reassess and then problem solve in time, uh, in real time. So again, I, I really just wanted to kind of touch on the excitement of the road to nationals. I thought there were some valuable lessons that we were implementing in the gym at Rogue Combat Club and with Life of a Fighter with our fighters that I thought y'all could just kind of benefit from. I don't know if you caught that, by the way. I said y'all. I've been in North Carolina a little bit over two years now. And you can kind of start to hear some of that southern twang coming out. I just thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, ultimately being a problem solver, being able to come up with a plan and no matter what your high performing aspect or goals are, that's how you should approach it. And that's how you're going to succeed. And if you all need help with that, whether it's with our team here at Life of a Fighter, or I can recommend a team to you that's going to help, or you want some input or just kind of you're second guessing and you want some reinforcement, reach out to us. Um, be more than happy to help however we can. You can DM me on social media, email at info at lifeofafighter.com and love to help however we can. 
hope this was helpful, y'all. What I think we're going to do, too, is also get um, Phil Kratz back on the podcast, Tyler Hensley back on the podcast. We got to do another one with Alex Tyler. Talk about, A, the road to nationals for Phil and Tyler and kind of what their road and journey and story and perspective on this is. And also for Alex being in Thailand, being four fights in a row, winning by knockout and just putting himself in that position to, you know, being okay with failure too. That's the other thing. I think the last thing I kind of want to say is it's okay to fail. What's not okay is to quit. It's okay if you hit, you wrote a goal down, you didn't hit it. That's fine. Let's reassess and conquer that on the next try around or just keep pushing forward. The thing that's not okay is to just quit. Okay. So I, I think that's the biggest takeaway too. And I appreciate y'all for listening. Catch y'all next time. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.